By the way, we have the only gay bar in all of Israel, which sounds shocking. My gay friend told me. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm, no. Tel Aviv is he a ton said of gay bars. They're not gay bars. They have gay nights. They're like pro-gay, but an actual only gay bar. That I can't believe that. I know. They don't have gay clubs? Well, then you're being racist against gays if you don't believe that. <laughs> yes, I'm known That's for a that. Thing. That's a thing. You see in the I'm, I'm the one at the gay bar dancing on the table. <laughs> This is the Mid-East Beast Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here at the epicenter of Jerusalem in the municipality with Fleur. Yes, that's her name, guys. And there's more to it. Fleur Hassan Nahum. What a complicated name. Yeah, it sounds like I sneeze. It's actually Hassan Nahum. Oh, for the love of God. The, the, the vein of my life is that nobody in this country yeah. can pronounce my name. I think they call you Floor. They call me Floor. They call me Peler, Fleur. Everything except <laughs> Fleur, which in England is a name. It's a Harry Potter character, but here it's oh, a complete and utter nightmare. Not know and that. then Hassan, you know, in Ben Gurion Airport, I'm a suspected terrorist. So yeah, that's because my life. that's like a very what is that Moroccan? What is that? Um, it's Moroccan Gibraltar. I'm from Gibraltar originally, mm-hmm. and over there it's a Jewish name, but over here it's an Arab name. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't exactly look uh, Ashkenazi. Yeah, you're so darker. and you know, and if my name was Ruti Hassan, maybe they'd think, all right. But my name is Fleur, so I could be anything, anything at all. Yeah, and so you originally came from Gibraltar. Yes, I did. And you moved to Israel? 17 years ago. And that was because Gibraltar was too tiny or you were looking for something bigger? I left Gibraltar when I was 18 to go and study in England. Gibraltar doesn't have or didn't at the time have universities, which was great because it's a small place. And by the time you're 18, you're dying to get out. Right. So I went to England. I studied law in England. And then I was always a Zionist, I've got to say, from a very young age, 14, I came to Israel for the first time. I fell in love with the idea of a common destiny for Jewish people, for self-determination for the Jewish people, autonomy for the Jewish people. I fell in love with all of that. So I always kind of wanted to live here. And luckily enough, when I lived in London, I met a man who was as Zionist as I was. And Mm. we decided we're going to get married and we're going to make Aliyah. Probably England didn't want either of you, so there wasn't really a choice. <laughs> Tupperware yeah. weather. That's oh, what I call oh London. No. It's gross. My it, dad's British. Oh, he is? Yeah, and he went to LA and he never went back. If you want England in the sun, move to Australia. Uh, mm. Because there you have kind of the British character personality. Look, I, I love London. It's a really super cosmopolitan city, and I enjoyed living there for many years. I'm not sure I could have raised kids there, and I'm very happy that, uh, that I'm doing that here. So now you live in Jerusalem. You're raising how many kids? Four. Four mm-hmm. that you haven't seen in days, weeks, months. Yes, I forgot what I look like. No, yeah. God bless them. Yesterday I didn't see any of them. I got home at eleven o'clock at night after a parlor meeting, political parlor meeting. It's tough. It's tough to be in politics. Yeah, we in... haven't introduced who you are. Just oh, just so our audience understands, we okay. got stuck at floor as your name. <laughs> Most and people saying, do. <laughs> yeah. So you're a busy lady. I'm a little busy. <laughs> you are doing political campaigning right now. Yes, I'm the leader of the Yerushalmim party, which is a local Jerusalem political party. We're a pluralistic party that believes that Jerusalem should be a diverse capital of the state of Israel and not a homogeneous place where it's only religious or it's only non-religious. The beauty of Jerusalem and the strength of Jerusalem is its diversity. And it's something we can't take for granted because there are a lot of elements here that do want to make it into a very uh, one-sided 
Which it was. I mean, I think people think of Jerusalem and they think, oh, it's that old ancient place and all the religions come together there or don't come or fight each other there. But they don't think of it as like hip, young, hipsters, artists, tech. Exactly. They don't. And that's one of the, the, the goals that I have to tell the entire world how cool Jerusalem is and how it's actually a lab for trying anything out because we're so diverse. Yeah. Arabs, Jews, ultra-Orthodox, totally secular people from all over the world, immigrants, whatever works here in this lab called Jerusalem can work anywhere. By the way, we have the only gay bar in all of Israel, which sounds shocking. My gay friend told me. No, I you don't. Yeah, you I'm, no. Tel Aviv is he a ton said, of gay bars. They're not gay bars. They have gay nights. They're like pro-gay, but an actual only gay bar. That I can't believe that. I know. They don't have gay clubs. Well, then you're being racist against gays if you don't believe that. <laughs> yes, I'm known That's for a that. Thing. That's a thing. <laughs> You see in the I, lab. I'm the one at the gay bar dancing on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called, or it was called the McVeigh, the McVeigh, which is like the... The video, video bar is uh, called. See, you're dirty. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> she's like, that's where she was until 11 o'clock at Listen, night. that's kids. where you would have found me when I was 19. Yeah. There was one bar right next to here, next to City Hall, called Zmanamiti. Today it's like a, some, some lame karaoke bar. Oh, and no. that used to be a gay bar. And I have been known to dance on tables see? in gay bars. Wow. You feel so safe in a gay bar, you know, as yeah. a woman. Yeah. You're, you're not getting harassed. You're just having fun. You're just having fun. Yeah. And that's your whole political strategy. That's it. Let's just dance have on fun. tables. <laughs> Forget bringing peace and coming to the table. She's going to dance on do it. Ma- do you imagine if we could make peace by dancing on tables with I all our work. perceived enemies? I think yeah. it could work. I feel like that's what Trump just did with <laughs> Kim Jong-un. I'm telling you, people can criticize him all they want. The guy is... Charismatic and n- full of shit. No, oh. no, I wouldn't even say charismatic. I think he just has no limits and therefore yes. he doesn't let anything limit his, his... And he just goes for it. I mean, six months ago, he was calling King Jong-un Little Rocket Man. Today, they're like hugging. How the I hell know, does that but happen? But then tomorrow, they could be back to Little Rocket Man in the Maybe, butt. Maybe, you know? but you know what? I don't know. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> As a woman, know. I have difficulty saying that. Yeah. But you know what? Things change by the day, and yeah. we can't prejudge anything. So let me ask you this, because Trump, to me, is very similar to Bibi, and they have a bromance, Prime they Minister do, of Israel. I'm not sure they're similar. I think Bibi's Why? Both- much smarter. Oh, that's very nice to Bibi him. Bibi is way smarter than Trump. Look, he's an MIT graduate, excellence. He was a good finance minister, and he's just had the best month of his life. Hmm. Because he's, his wife he's was neutralized in Russia in no. Syria. Okay, he has brought to Israel, you know, business from the entire world. Have Trump moved the embassy? Kind of, and stopped or has prevented Iran from getting stronger in Syria, which would really be problematic for us, not just for us, and for the entire Middle East. So I have a lot of things that I can say against Bibi. I think he's a very problematic person with a problematic character. He likes ice cream way too much, according <laughs> to his budget. <laughs> but but he's kicking ass at the moment. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to admit it. I don't know if I can admit that because I would say the embassy is not really the embassy. It just got waived again to not move it here. It doesn't matter. Symbolically, mm. what he's done is started a domino effect. We have now four South American countries who are saying we're moving our embassy to Jerusalem. And he's basically recognizing something that we all knew, you and I know, mm. that Jerusalem is the capital of the state of Israel. Right. We know it. We have all our government ministries here, the high court here. Every arm of government is here. We don't have the right to determine where our own capital is. Yeah. Well, why not? Suck it. 
So <laughs> let me ask you a question because your party, Yerushalmim, which if people can't get that, that's uh, Jerusalemites. It means Jerusalemites. It means people from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And you're representing all of Jerusalem, all the people? We're representing all of the people and we have every type of person from Jerusalem in our party. Mm-hmm. Do you have a trans, lesbian, Arab with one leg? Not yet, but we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. Listen, if we can give you some numbers. (laughs) I want to go, I want to ask you that question because as I understand it, this political race that's coming up for mayor in October is going to be a biggie. Mayor near Barkat, also known as Batman and (laughs) Running Bunny. Uh, He is probably going to run for prime minister. He's already said he's leaving the the, the city hall. But has he said why? Well, of course he said why. He's going now to the Likud and he wants to to start off being a senior minister Mm -hmm. and possibly ultimately thinks that he could be prime minister. Why not? Okay. So why shouldn't he think that about himself? I know. I can see your detest for him. No, I I really don't detest him. him. There's very few people that I detest, honestly. Who are they? Molly. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love There's you, Molly. The There's very few people I detest, and the people I detest are normally people who are, are lying hypocrites. Mm. Uh, See, and I have a lot long. of criticism against Barkat. I don't think he's a hypocrite. <laughs> okay. And I think he believes he's doing the best for Jerusalem. We don't see eye to eye on what that best is, but I truly believe that he actually has the best intentions for Jerusalem. Okay, so he's leaving though. He's leaving. And now we have this upcoming race and it's a bit scary because before him, mm-hmm. we had the more religious parties, the ultra-Orthodox who kind of ran Jerusalem. So culture was not a thing. Before um, Barkat, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a Haredi mayor and uh, what Barkat managed to do was bring culture to the forefront yes. of Jerusalem with budgets and with amazing creative stuff going on here. And that was wonderful for the brand of Jerusalem. Right. And now we're afraid that it's going to be rebanned. I don't know. No, you don't think I so? I think that whoever comes still feels that the cultural budgets and the cultural activity of the city has brought a lot of good for the city. Even if it ends up being someone who's very religious? So my fear is this. There's too many pluralistic or people claiming they're pluralistic candidates in the race. Too many. Too many. And if, this is why I fear it, and if the vote of regular people like you and me split that leaves room for the Haredi candidate, the ultra-Orthodox candidate to win. That's my fear. So you guys don't have a candidate that's running. The reason why we don't have a candidate is because A, we think there's too many candidates. Mm. And what we are trying to put out there is that in the end, the mayor could be a number of different people. But what counts on the day-to-day and on the votes of day-to-day committees is people that you have in the council. And so we would rather focus, instead of splitting our focus and our resources and our energy on putting a candidate just for the sake to say we have a candidate when there's another three or four candidates who are all claiming to represent everybody, we want to make sure we get more seats for pluralists in the city because that's what counts. When a vote doesn't go through for the uh, funding of the open house, which is a house for the LGBT in Jerusalem, it's not because the mayor doesn't want it, it's because it didn't have enough votes on the committees. And that's why it's important for us to have more and more seats. And when you say the the votes, because you guys... We left the coalition. You left the coalition and now you're in the opposition. So you still get a vote. Yeah, yeah. We're still in all the committees 
she's represented in all the committees. What it means is that we don't approve of the mayor's strategy, which a year and a half ago when there were big strikes and there was garbage piling up on the streets everywhere. And when schools were closed for two days and people were desperate, parents were desperate because they couldn't go to work. I was rolling in garbage. Exactly. That was our red line. And we said, you cannot play for political purposes with people. Yeah. And we left at that moment. I have so much respect for you guys. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan. <sighs> Thanks, Molly. Because Rachel it's Azaria not, started the party. She was. She is the founder of of our yeah, party. Yes, my and girl she's crush. now, and now she's gone to Knesset, and she's doing fantastic things there. Yes, she's there, and so I campaigned for. I mean, I get to be biased and honest and say whatever I want. So I campaigned for you, Shalmi, when you guys had purple shirts. Now you have these crazy bright orange shirts. Yes, we went retro. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's it's amazing. You guys will be seen. I I think it's great. It almost to me is a slap in the face to the Haredi who are always in black like the yes. very religious are in black we're orange we're here get used yeah. to it <laughs> and then the flies are going to attract though by the way I just want you to know when you walk outside in one of those in summer maybe we could get them to vote as well yeah the flies should vote <laughs> so I want to go back I originally started with asking about Arabs because this city has what 40% almost 40% Arabs right and Arabs within Jerusalem even if they are not citizens of Israel uh, that's right they can vote they are residents of Jerusalem they can vote in the municipal elections some of them are citizens of Israel. Most of them are not. By choice or what? Um, uh, that's, that's complicated. But look, after 1967, when Israel, out of a war that we didn't start, people keep forgetting that. They think mm. we're just, you know, people Starting who are occupy and conquer. There was a war that started against us. We took back mm-hmm. the old city and East Jerusalem. Right, reunified. Uh, reunified mm-hmm. it. And the Arabs were kind of in a hybrid situation. Right. So they're not citizens. They were Jordanians right. before that. They were, there was never Palestinians. There was never a Palestine. Mm. It was the, the, at least in East Jerusalem. conquered by Jordan in 48. It was, Jordan, it was Jordanian. So a lot of these people have Jordanian passports. They have the right to apply for Israeli citizenship. Now, there's two sides of the story. One side of the story is not enough of them apply because they don't want to be part of Israel. And the other side of the story, which I can truly accept, is that Israel just makes the process hard mm. and slow for them. You know, I'm one of these people, Molly, that I can I can see both sides at any given time. I can see both sides. And though I will defend the right of Israel to consider Jerusalem the capital, I can also see that in East Jerusalem there are not enough resources and these people are not getting what they deserve and I will also fight for them to get what they deserve, you know, in our city. So if they had their own candidate, by the way, do they have someone that's going to run they for They have somebody who is saying he's going to run. His name is Ramadan Dvash. Very talented guy. Yeah, that's a He's cool the name. head of the that's yeah, not a yeah. floor name. Yeah, Ramadan Dvash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ramadan sweet. <laughs> Ramadan my honey. Anyway, yeah. he is the head of actually very near you, Subacher. He's the, yeah. the head of the community council it's one in of my Subacher. Villages. Yeah, yeah, one of the villages next to where you live. And he's saying he's going to run. Now the irony is that if the Arabs actually voted, they could have an Arab mayor. Right. But they decide not to vote, or they're forced or shamed into not voting by Hamas. Hamas goes around with jeeps on election day, intimidating people not to vote. Mm. And unfortunately, the Arabs should have a big chunk of city council with their representatives, but they choose not to be part of the process, which I think is a mistake. Because here we're not going to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. What they could make sure is that they have garbage collection and better roads and better health services and education. They could ensure that for their people, and instead they opt out of it. What I want to do is advance the idea of open polling stations so they don't feel intimidated in East Jerusalem and they can vote freely. 
So you guys, have you decided who, as you will show me, who you're going to put your support towards? That's a great question, and we haven't. At the moment, we're talking to every candidate. Maybe it should be that need guy. To see, we need to see, yeah, we need to see who's got the best interest of the city. Oh, that's so interesting. How are you going to do it? You guys going to like... Tough. Maybe Go we should do just a beauty dancing. contest or yeah. a dancing contest yeah. on the table. On the table. Maybe so that should be best. the way that I decide. Let's see who's who's yeah. best, who's yeah. down with that. Who can strip the best. That's like the most <laughs> honest. Oh, my God. I really no, wouldn't want to see all of them stripping. Yeah, that's pretty gross. They're all men. Because they're, all they're men. never going to be women. Do you think one day? I, I hope one day. I really do. I don't think it's going to happen now, but I think in five, ten years it could. Do you have political ambitions to do that, to um, run for mayor of Jerusalem? Look, I think that if people want me, and if there's enough of a call for me to, to run, I will run. At the moment, we're not there. But the, the minute that it is, I would definitely consider it. So if people who are listening to this and they're like, why the hell should I vote you shall me or care? What are things that if this was an elevator pitch, we're stuck in an what elevator. Would I say? Yeah, I would say that there's very few places in the world and also in Israel where you find people who have different opinions mm. and come from different backgrounds who can be in the same party because one thing they have in common and that is they believe in a shared society and they believe in being moderates. We are the only party that represents every element of society in Israel, of Jewish society in Israel. I have to say we don't have an Arab candidate and unfortunately we don't. And we're not, you know, left wing or right wing. We're actually pretty in the center because we have people from every type of political stance. But the beauty is that we can all come together and put our own political opinions aside and find what's best for the city. That is rare. That is actually a non-political political party. I think the world is thirsty for what we have to offer. And I hope Blood. the Jerusalemites see that and vote for us. Okay, but like, what are you going to give me? You know, like, not what in the sense, g- like, you gave me free ice cream, three, by the way, on Shabbat, three, but that's a different three story. Three things that we're going to work on. Okay, good. First of all, improving the day-to-day for people. That Which is means? Better transport. Mm-hmm. A better preschool, better schools, better life for parents who work very hard every day. Yeah. If you give me better like, arnona, and that's the, the day back. to day. The Can quality you give me of vacation? Life. That's actually vacation that makes sense because this country is ass I backwards. I, I want there to be a Sunday. Let's try and go. There. Let's have a Sunday. Unfortunately, it's not a municipal issue. It's not yeah, a municipal. That, issue. But I heard there was supposed to be six Sundays this year. There was supposed to be. There was a law going through six Sundays. I'm not sure it went through. People, what is it? They just want to work? I don't know. They definitely do not want to work. That I can guarantee you. I think the economy could deal with it. Listen, half the country works on Friday, which means that half the country works six days a week. My husband works on Fridays. He works six days a week. My mother-in-law does. She has a daycare in her house. God bless her. Yeah, it's not awful. Glutton for punishment. Yeah, she's potty training 15 people. Oh, my God. Just similar probably to your job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, that's very nice. You're going to help parents. So first of all, the day-to-day. Improving the day-to-day, making life easier for people day-to-day. Okay. So it's transport, it's health, it's education, and everything in between. The second thing is economic development, quality employment. There's no reason why Jerusalem people have to leave to Tel Aviv every single day to make a decent salary to Mm -hmm. support their families. And why is it not happening? We're not bringing enough of the startup nation and, and good jobs to Jerusalem even though we have the best university in the country here that is creating the innovation and creating the, 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 the startup nation raw materials, we're not connecting the dots. And the third thing is fight for shared society and fight against extremism. Those are my three main I like uh, it. columns of, uh, of our manifesto. Okay. I think I have to wrap up because Scott's 
giving me the finger. Scott, you're being a party pooper. What's yeah. Going on? We're having a great time. This is a party. <laughs> um, no, it's really interesting. I'd like to see where this goes. I assume it will heat up. Oh, for sure. We're not even at the beginning. Yeah. I think because a lot of the times people think of Jerusalem as the hotbed of the war and the peace and the Jews and the Arabs. And this is such a different side. This is actual issues for the everyday people that live here and go, why is there garbage not in the trash can? Absolutely. And ultimately, that's what actually affects your quality of life and not what people are doing in Camp David. It's this. It's the day to day. And people don't realize how important municipal elections are, but it affects their lives way more than the national elections do. So if anyone has been turned on and wants like an orange shirt or to get more involved, <laughs> how can they find out? We're on Facebook, Siat Yerushalmim in Hebrew, Jerusalemites Party, or find me, Fleur, F-L-E-U-R, Hassan. Spell it again. F-L-E-U-R, Fleur, Hassan, H-A-S-S-A-N, and Nahum, that's my husband's name, N-A-H-O-U-M. By the way, I only added his name to, you know, neutralize the Hassan. Really? Because I'm a real fan. I'm sure he's really I happy. Even change. He, he hasn't seen you in six months. And I use him for his name. And you use him for his name. He's a good guy. I couldn't do this without him. That's true. Behind every strong woman is... is an exhausted, <laughs> pissed off man. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we end it, tell me when the elections are. The elections are October 30th. And for the first time in history, it's going to be a day off. Shut your mouth. I'm yes. so excited. Day off. So, Molly, don't go to the beach. Vote and then go to the beach. I'm definitely going to do both. And Cinema City is my thing because you also get election uh, day off for the national campaign. Oh. So that's what I always do. But now that I know there's a city one, yes. can the kids still be in school? Please yeah. say yes. That's part of your plan. Step no. one. Oh, I think it's hell. a real day off. The Molly campaign is going to try to get it so the kids can stay at home. Oh, babysitters. Babysitters is actually a good idea. Maybe we'll organize that. Yeah, see? Maybe we'll do I'm that. I'm always thinking. Great, um, You can find out more about the Mideast Peace podcast through our Facebook page as well, online, themideastpeace.com. Uh, we're at Twitter. You can follow us at Mideast Beasties. And make sure you're subscribing. Again, Fleur, Fleur, Fleur. Oh, my God. It sounded sexy when I said it. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Because this is all voluntary, what you're doing. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. That's like a masochist right there. Yes. That is definitely what you are. All right. So we will see you when the elections come uh, a few years later. You have been listening to another episode of the Mid East Beast podcast.